Welcome to the podcast arm of the redeemed Christian Church of God, Peculiar People's Parish, based in Regina, Canada. Our mandate is pursuing his purpose, pronouncing his power, and proclaiming his praise. You can subscribe to our podcast channel today, so you never miss an episode of our podcasts. Be blessed by this teaching. That we have in your presence. We ask that you would open our eyes, cause us to behold wondrous things from your word, and let your word speak to us. May our life be impacted in the name of the Lord Jesus. Lord, thank you because that which you have begun, today is the first of May. We decree and we declare it becomes the beginning of testimonies for everyone in this service in the name of the Lord Jesus. We decree today because we have rejoiced in your presence. Lord, this becomes the first fruit of our thanksgiving and testimonies in the name of the Lord Jesus. We give you praise and glory. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Amen and amen. You may grab your seats if you can and welcome your neighbor to church and say a big, 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 big God bless you. And as you do that, thank you, choir. Thank you very much. Um, Wow, 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 wow. What an awesome service. I believe if we share the grace here, amen, we are blessed. Amen. I believe strongly, but I believe that the Lord will have us um, share a few insights into what he has for us in the month of May. If you have your Bibles with you, um, I'd I'd like us to read, if that's all we do this morning, that's perfectly fine. I'd like us to read a couple of scriptures. This month, the month of May, has been declared the month of divine insight divine insight divine insight that's deep divine insight i need someone to say that to yourself divine insight divine insight psalm 119 and we're going to start from there this morning psalm 119 and verse 18 psalm 119 and verse 18 like i said we're just going to you know read a couple of scriptures together Open thou my eyes. And this is the key text for the word of the Lord for this month. This is that one scripture that you do not want to forget for the rest of how many days are in May? 30, 31, 32, 35, 31. Okay, praise the Lord. Thank you for reminding me. You do not want to forget this scripture. It says, open thou my eyes that I may behold wondrous things out of thy law. Open thou my eyes that I may behold wondrous things out of thy law. Psalm 25 verse 14. I need you to write down these scriptures. There are about five of them and there are five weeks in the month of May. I believe that is instructive for us to have the scriptures as an anchor for our souls. Psalm 25 and verse 14. The secret of the Lord 
is with them that fear him and he will show them his covenant. He will show them his covenant. Permit me to read in the Amplified, if you've got the Amplified translation of that scripture, I would like to read the Amplified, I'd like to read the message, and I'd like to read the TPT, um, technical, if you could help me, that would be great. It says, the secret of the sweet, satisfying companionship of the Lord. Have they who fear, rever, and worship him, and he will show them his covenant and reveal to them its deep and inner meaning. The covenant that we share has deep and inner meaning, but it will only be revealed to certain set of people. Let's go to the message translation very quickly. If all we do is read scriptures, Paul told Timothy, he says, till I come, give attendance to reading. It says, God friendship is for God worshipers. They are the ones he confides in. They are the ones that he confides in. So God confides in certain people. Certain people, the TPT, if you can, and this is this will bless you. TPT 2514, the Passion Translation, that's TPT. Do you have that? No, you don't. Okay, praise the Lord. Permit me to just open that very quickly here. And I'd just like to read that to us. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Praise God forever. It says, there is a private place reserved for the devoted lovers of Yahweh. It says, where they sit near him and receive the revelation secrets of his promise. There is a private place reserved for the devoted lovers of Yahweh. Where they sit near him and receive the revelation secrets of his promise. Proverbs 25 and verse 2. Proverbs 25 and verse 2. Let's read in the King James if we can. Proverbs 25 and verse 2. And I hope that someone is noting the scriptures because I believe that God wants to use it to do something. For it is the glory of God to conceal a thing, but the honor of kings is to search out a matter. The honor of kings is to search out a matter. Let me read from the Passion Translation. It says, God conceals the revelation of his word in the hiding place of his glory. It says, but the honor of kings is revealed by how they thoroughly search out the deeper meaning of all that God says. God conceals the revelation of the word in the hiding place of his glory, but the honor of kings, the Bible calls us kings and priests. It says our honor is revealed by how we thoroughly search out the deeper meaning of all that God says. Somebody say divine insight. Divine insight. There is a translation called the Contemporary English Version in that same scripture, it says, God is praised for being mysterious. Rulers are praised for explaining mysteries. It says, God is praised for being mysterious. But rulers, they are praised for explaining mysteries. Deuteronomy chapter 29, verse 29. 
the word will speak to you this morning in the name of the Lord Jesus. The Holy Spirit will expound these words in your heart in the name of the Lord Jesus. For the secret things belong unto the Lord our God, but those things which are revealed belong to us and to our children that we may do the words of the law. If you have the message translation, you can help me project that. And I'd like you to see what it says. It says, God, our God, will take care of the hidden things, but the revealed things are our business. It says, it is up to us and our children to attend to all the terms of this revelation. In other words, there are things that are secret that belong to God, and there are things that are revealed that belong to us. If you're looking for a title this morning within the limits of my time, I call this the realm of divine insight. The realm of divine insight. The realm of divine insight. You know, I don't know some of you who have had the privilege of working in certain quarters. There are certain files that are called classified. Classified. Not everybody has access to those files. It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter how close you are to the top of the organization. If you do not have access to those files, if you are not granted access, you are not granted access. It doesn't matter how much money you carry, right? They are called classified information. If you start to discuss with someone and you start to ask about those information, he tell you, I'm sorry, that information is classified. In other words, it is private and confidential. This morning, I believe that in the realm of divine insight, there is what we call access to divinely classified information. God has information that I call divinely classified information. And God, this May, wants to reveal them to us. Hallelujah. Very quickly. I have three important foundational truths. If you can follow me with the slides, I'll prefer that so that we'll just get through this in no time. Three important foundational truths I quickly want to establish this morning. Number one very quickly, is that God has secrets. The almighty God, creator of the heavens and the earth, who made you and I with such fantastic smart brains, but yet he has certain things that he has kept from us. God has things he has kept from you and I. Ladies and gentlemen, there are things about your life that you don't know. There are things about your family that you don't know. There are things about your career that you don't know. There are things about your future that you don't know. There are things about where you are living in right now that you don't know. Hallelujah. Jeremiah 33 verse 3, if you can, this morning. Jeremiah 33 verse 3, if you have the Amplified Classic, that will be fantastic. He says, call unto me and I will answer you. And by the way, if you didn't... Um, listen to this morning's first service teaching. 
you need to go and listen to it. The podcast is already available. If you're on Spotify, you can look for our podcast. It's available on Spotify, on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and the rest of them. And you can also find it on YouTube. But in Jeremiah 33, verse 3, a scripture with the Lord had given me, it says, Call unto me and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things, fenced in and hidden which you do not know, do not distinguish and recognize and have knowledge of and understand. There are things about you that are fenced in. There are things about you that are hidden. There are things about you that are divinely classified information. God has secrets. Not only does God have secrets, number two, if you can show the slides, I'll be happy. Unlike men, men like to keep secrets, but God likes to reveal secrets. Men like to keep secrets. And I don't want to go into why we like to keep secrets. Amen. I don't want to start. But unlike men, God wants to reveal secrets. Number three, God gives the privilege of divine insight to those who are intimate with him. God gives the privilege of divine insight to those who are intimate with him. That place we read, Psalm 25, verse 14, says the secret of the Lord is with who? Is with who? Psalm 25, verse 14. Please let me show them so that they will not think that I'm just... Psalm 25, verse 14. You can go to the King James. It says that the secret of the Lord is with them that fear him. With them that fear him. God has secrets, but he doesn't want to keep it to himself. He wants to reveal those secrets. But God gives the privilege of divine insight to those who are intimate with him. Now, let me say this within the limits of my time. There is a price to pay to enter into the realm of consistent divine insight. Note the words, consistent divine insight. Consistent divine insight. You can come to a point this may, and I believe that that's what the Holy Spirit wants to teach us, is to come to a point where divine insight is not an event. Divine insight is not an occurrence, but it is a realm where we operate from. Hallelujah. That's what God wants us to have in this May. There is a price to pay. Revelations chapter 4 and verse 1, if you can. Revelations chapter 4 and verse 1. Revelations chapter 4 and verse 1. After this, I looked, and behold, a door was opened in heaven, and the first voice which I heard was as it were of a trumpet talking with me, which said, come up hither. And I will show you things which must be hereafter. If you have the message translation, you can please display that for that same scripture. Revelations chapter 4, message translation, very quickly. 
God has secrets. God wants to reveal those secrets. It says, then I looked, and oh, a door opened into heaven. And the trumpet voice, the first voice in my vision, called out, ascend and enter. And I will show you what happens next. Ladies and gentlemen, my time really can't finish this, can't even start it. But there is a price to pay to enter into the consistent realm of divine insight. God told John, he says, you have to come up higher. You have to come up higher. You cannot afford to remain where you are and expect divine insight without you paying the price. God has put a price on divine insight. You've got to come up higher. You've got to seek God like never before. You've got to be seek. You've got to seek to be close to him like never before because it is only those who are close enough that are able to receive divine insight. So many things to say, but time is fast spent. I'll just go to, you know, um, perhaps I'll just talk about the three areas God must work on for you to enjoy divine insight. Three areas that God, I believe, must work on in your life for you to enjoy divine insight. First Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9 to 10. And, and that's all I'm going to take and we're just going to pray. First Corinthians chapter 2 from verse 9 to 10. It says, as it is written, are we there? If you, if you can open that, that would be great. But let me quote it. It says, as it is written, eyes have not seen, ears have not heard, neither has it entered into the heart of man what God has in store. Go to the King James first. What God has in store for those who love him. Three things. For you to come into a place of divine insight in this month of May. God, let me start from the back, must work on your heart. God must work on your heart. Your heart must be able to discern the presence of the Lord. Your heart must be able to discern the voice of the Lord. The Bible says in the book of Luke, I believe it's Luke chapter 24 and verse 32. Some disciples were going on the road to Emmaus and Jesus met with them and a lot of stuff happened. But their testimony is what always amazes me. The Bible says there that they told themselves after they learned that it was Jesus. They said, did not our heart burn within us when he spake? Ladies and gentlemen... A man or woman that comes into divine insight must have his heart or her heart malleable before the Lord. God must work on your heart. God must work on your heart. Hallelujah. Number two, your eyes. Your eyes. Your eyes. I believe it was Elisha that had an encounter um, in 2 Kings, I believe it is 2 Kings chapter 6, verse 17, and I'm going to round up very shortly. Um, the Bible talks about the fact that Gehazi thought they had a problem, and Elisha had to pray. He said, God, open his eyes that he may see. 
Open his eyes that he may see. One of the things I wanted to say earlier about divine insight, why do you need divine insight? Hebrews 11 verse, I believe it's verse 3. He talks about the fact that the worlds that we live in were made out of things which do not what? Appear. Not everything, everything that is seen is not as it seems. Everything that you see is not as it seems. There's something behind everything. And we don't have the time. But your eyes must be open. There are spiritual eyes that must be open. This may, I believe that God must walk on your spiritual eyes so that you can have divine insight. There is the third one. And I'm going to ask them to play a video very shortly. Just um, cue the video for me if you can. Your ears. Very, very important. Isaiah 30 and verse 21 says, And you shall hear a voice behind you saying, This is the way. Walk in it. Divine insight. We're going to play this video, but before we do, listen, I want to ask you a question, and I want you to answer me as honestly and as sincerely as possible. Is it possible for a visually impaired person to run a race and win? No. Is it possible for someone, we don't call them blind, we call them visually impaired, amen? So you have to be politically correct, amen? So... But somebody who does not have eyes, is it possible for them to win a race? Thank you very much. That's exactly what I thought until I found out that in the Paralympics, there is a particular race that is called the T11. And it is a race for visually impaired people. I'd like you to watch this one minute video. And I believe that it will speak to the next things as we pray. This sound. Thank you very much. Ladies and gentlemen, there is a race in the Paralympics called the T11. Just permit me, I know our time is gone. I'll just explain this in a few minutes and we'll stand up, we'll pray, and trust me, I'll be out of your sight. But this is very, very important. 
in that race, one of the qualifications of that race is that you must be visually impaired. But that's not the problem. Another qualification is that you must have somebody beside you. That person is called a guide. You can never run the race called the T11 without a guide. It is impossible. You will be considered as disqualified if you try to run that race without a guide. Ladies and gentlemen, there is a race called the race of life. And you cannot, you cannot successfully run the race of life without the guide. Jesus left us a guide. His name is the Holy Spirit. He left him for us as our guide. He is our guide. He is the one that should lead us. Now, secondly, you've got to understand that the guide is not just any Tom, Dick, Harry, or Morufu. Amen? That guide has to be someone who himself is a sprinter and has... Okay, you can mute the sound now. But you can use the video while I'm talking. That guide has got to be someone who understands the field and understands the track and runs himself and is a winner in himself. Ladies and gentlemen, God has placed the Holy Spirit the one who was there from creation as the one to guide you along this life's path. What a privilege. What a privilege. The third thing, and I don't have the time, is that if you look through that race, there is something that connects the guide and the person running. It's a string. They have it. Every guide is connected to the person he's guiding. The Bible says that he that is born of the Spirit, it says we are joined together with him. We are joined with him. We are joined with him. And it is only by that string that they hold themselves. That's not enough. The fourth thing I realize is that that guide has a voice. And even though the person running the race may not see, may not know what is in front, that guide has the tendency to consistently whisper to him in order for him to win. In order for him to win. One final thing I noticed. When they asked David Jerome, did you see how they were in sync as they ran? Because you've got to understand that in this life, when you receive divine insight, you walk where he walks. You take every step the way he takes it. That's what guarantees that you don't fail. That's what guarantees that you win. Hallelujah. What guarantees that you win is not what you know in your head. Jeremiah 10.3. I don't have the time. It's not in the, the way of a man is not in himself. Maybe we should look at that scripture if you can. I believe it's Jeremiah 10.3 and then we'll round up with that and we'll just rise up and pray. Can we do that? No. Give me a minute. Jeremiah chapter 10 verse 23. I wanted to say, and if you have the Amplified Translation, I want us to rise up on our feet and we're going to pray. 
We're going to pray. I don't know if the Lord has spoken to you. Jeremiah 10, verse 23, 2, 3, 2, 3, 2, 3, 2, 3. This is the month of divine insight. And you can decide to live life by yourself. It says in the Amplified here, it says, Oh Lord, please Jeremiah in the name of the people. I know that the determination of the way of a man is not in himself. It is not in man. Even a strong man or in a man at his best to direct his own steps. You need the guide. You need the help of the Holy Ghost. You need divine insight in this month of May. There are things heaven wants to release to you. The only way you can access them is by intimacy. Somebody lift up your hand and say, Lord, open my eyes. Open my heart and open my ears. This month of May, that I may come into the place of divine insight. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Lord, open my eyes, open my ears, and open my heart. That I may come into divine insight. So that the things that you want me to know. Lord, my life is full of too many mistakes. Because I've tried to make it on my own. Lord, open my eyes. Open my ears. And open my heart. In the name of the Lord Jesus. We hope you were blessed by that teaching. For further inquiries, please visit our website, www.rccgppp.org. You can also check us on Facebook and on YouTube at rccgpppsk, on Instagram and Twitter at rccgppp. If you are within the city of Regina, Canada, you can join us in person at 1771 Bond Street, S4N, 1X7 for a refreshing time in God's presence.